This is Pastor Eric Love. I want to thank you for tuning into today's podcast. God told Joshua that if he meditated on the word and obeyed it, that he would make his way prosperous and that he would have good success. My prayer is that as you meditate on this word that you're about to hear and apply it to your life, that you too will find good success. Blessings on you and enjoy this word from the Lord. sense of relationship and the importance of, of being in a Christian community and having Christian relationship. The Apostle Peter does a great job talking about relationship. If you've never read the, the book of Peter, I encourage you to read it. Read First Peter and Second Peter. Um, Peter does a great job discussing relationships. He talks about relationships between servants and masters. In other words, that means employees and employers. He does a great job giving us wisdom on how to interact in those regards. He also does a great job giving a wisdom on how wives are to, are to respond to husbands and how husbands are to respond to wives. He does a great job just really building and working on relationships. If you ever want to see how God views relationship, I encourage you to read the book of Peter. Now, then, then Peter goes and he tries transitions after he does this he does this discourse about husbands and wives and he he does that then he he says now i need to talk to everybody now i've got a word that i need to give to everybody about how christians are to be in a family or are to be in a community together and here's what he says he says finally all of you are to be of one mind everybody say one mind so the first thing he says if you're going to be a christian you're going to be in a christian community he said christians are to have one mind. Now, how in the world we all have different thoughts and we all have different backgrounds, different opinions, different proclivities. And he said, all of us are to have one mind. Now, the only way for us to have one mind is to find a different mind and model after that mind. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That's our way for us to have the one mind. And so, so he did a great job. And so what he says is in Philippians chapter two, he says, in your relationship with one another, I want you to see this Philippians two five. He says, in your relationship with one another, have the same mindset of who? Christ Jesus. In other words, he says, every Christian that I encounter, we ought to have, we ought to have a, a same mindset. If you have the mind of Christ and I have the mind of Christ, we ought to be able to get along. It's only when you run into somebody who don't have the mind of Christ. That it becomes difficult to interact with those individuals. So what he's saying is, is if you see me the way Jesus sees me and I see you the way Jesus sees you, then we ought to be able to get along. If we're going to be Christians, if we're going to be in the same family. Now watch this. Now watch this. I, it, here, here is what I have found difficult. Here's what I found difficult as a pastor. I found difficult as a pastor. Well, let me, let me, let me give you the good part. The good part is I enjoy talking to people who have wisdom. I enjoy, I even enjoy telling a person who's wise where they were wrong. I enjoy doing that. Because if you tell a wise person where they were wrong, they love you more for it. But there's a flip side to that coin. There's a flip side to that where if, where, watch this, if you try to tell a person who's a fool that they're wrong, the Bible calls them, calls them mockers and calls them different things. But if you, if you try uh, a scoffer, if you try to rebuke a scoffer, they'll get mad at you. So interacting with different people becomes difficult because sometimes you don't know who you're talking to. 
So because, because our interactions have not always been with people who are wise, it causes us not to say anything to anybody because you don't know what you're going to get when you say it. I wish I had a witness right there. Sometimes you want to tell women, baby, your skirt is a little bit too short. But you're scared to tell them because you don't know if they're wise. Because if you tell a wise woman that her skirt's a little bit too short, she's going to say, oh, my God, let me, let me go home. right. Let me go get some needle and thread. Y'all might as well say, man, I'm not going anywhere. But watch this, watch this. What should happen, what should happen is if you are a Christian, have the mind of Christ. When someone say that to you, you should say, you know what? I don't want to be a stumbling block to anybody. So let me go fix it. Baby, your bosom is out. Y'all know what a bosom is? I see the, y'all see the women looking down, pulling up. Proverbs chapter 9, verse 8 9 says, Do not confront a scoffer who foolishly ridicules and takes no responsibility for his error, or he will hate you. Correct a wise man who learns from his error, and he will love you. Here's my question Are you foolish? Or are you wise? God desires to have a church filled with people who operate in wisdom. Where, where if someone says something to you that you'll, you'll see the wisdom in it, you'll learn from your error and you will love the person that said it. But far too often in the church, it's hard to say certain things to certain people because folks will go off on you. People will go off, and then they'll stop talking to you. Then they treat you funny next time you see them. Y'all know they say amen. Come on. I know that person in here. They may be sitting right beside you, but that's okay. Just say amen anyhow. But God, here's what God said. God said we, we, as Christians, as Christ followers, He said we've gotta, we've gotta work to be more like Christ. So we gotta take on the mind of Christ that when someone gives us wisdom, we say, you know what? I see the error of my way and I adjust my way. Why? Because I'm wise. I told you last Sunday that Jesus grew in wisdom and in favor. God desires that we grow in wisdom as well as in favor. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So he said, he said, uh, Peter says, if we're going to be Christians, we should have the same mind. Everybody say the same mind. Glory to God. That means that whenever I interact with you, it ought to be a good interaction because you have the mind of Christ and I have the mind of Christ. Now, how do we get the mind of Christ? We get the mind of Christ by studying the attributes of Christ, by studying the words of Christ, by studying the word of God. And what happens is, according to Romans chapter 12, the Bible says that you start to renew your mind. Watch this. Many of us have been saved. We just never renewed our mind. Because, watch this, watch this, we're in the church, but we're still operating off of a street mentality. We got too many gospel gangsters in the church. 
in the church, but you never change your mind. Watch this. You, 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 you're saved. You're born again. You have a reborn spirit, a regenerated spirit. If you died today, you'd go to heaven. But you still haven't changed your mind yet. Your mind still haven't changed. You ever renewed your mind? You know why? Because you haven't allowed the word to wash your brain or wash your mind until it regenerates. Hallelujah. Some of y'all are still fight. I heard a yes sir in the back. Some of you still curse. You know why? Because you haven't renewed your mind yet. And what happens is, what happens is, people get hurt in the church because instead of us having the mind of Christ, we have the mind of, 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 of Nipsey. I'm talking about, yeah. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And, and we start, we, we try to do church like we did street. But you can't do church the way you did street. Because when you mess with a child of God, you're not just coming against his big brother. You're coming against the king of kings. And the Lord, I y'all better hear what I'm telling you today. Touch not mine anointing and do my prophet no harm. So you got to be careful how you handle the people of God. Because those people belong to God. You can't do church like you do street. You can't do eye for an eye. Hey, y'all better hear what I'm telling you. Just because somebody got fly with you, don't mean you got to get fly back with them. You can't do church. Like you do street. Why, Pastor Love? Because, watch this, because the way you respond to them determines how God responds to you. Because if you respond right, then God will bless you right. But if you don't respond right, now God's got to deal with you because your response wasn't right. And we got too many relationships in the church that are broken because people are not responding right. You're responding like you did when you were in the streets. Church neighbor said, this is not that. This is not that. This is not that. This is not. Glory to God. This is not that. God said, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strong. Watch this. Do you know, do you know what you, when somebody's being ugly to you, just love them and watch what happens. Woo, change the game on them. Because you don't even realize is that God is using you to help in the sanctification process of them. Let me say that again. God is using you to help in the sanctification process of them. But if you mess up, now you've messed up the process. In other words, let me, let me help you, Moses. Speak to the rock. But instead of speaking to the rock, Moses messed up the process and he struck the rock. Watch this. Are you striking the thing that God wants you to speak to? So in the church, we got broken relationships and people getting hurt and all because, because we have not learned how to respond the way Jesus responds. And Peter said, have one mind. You got, you got to, you got to have the same mind. You got to have the mind of Christ. You know what? You, you can't wait until after something has happened to try to put on that mind. That's something you ought to be clothed with every day. 
You ought to wake up every morning and say, today I put on the mind of Christ. Just like you put on the whole armor of God. I put on the mind of Christ. I take on the helmet. Wait a minute. I take on the helmet. Wait a minute. I take on the helmet of salvation. In other words, I've got to remind myself that I'm saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm not a drug dealer. I'm not a gangster. I'm not a gangbanger. I don't fight. I don't cuss. I don't cut. I don't do those things anymore. What I do now is I love the hell out of folk. I wish I had a witness right there. No, because the game didn't change now. The game didn't change. The Bible says when you do good to people that are being mean to you, it's like dumping hot coals on their head. I don't have to be mean to you. I'm just going to love the hell out of you. Touch your lips. I was called to this. I was, whoa. I was called to this. I was called to help you. I was called to bless you. Watch this. Watch this. Don't mess with this. Watch this. I was called for you to be mean to me so I can show you how good God can be to you. Tell somebody and tell them I was called to this. I was. I was. Your being mean don't bother me. I was called to this. Your being ugly don't bother me. I was. I was called to this. I was called for you to be mean to me, just so I can show you just how good God can be to you. Stephen said, "Father, forgive them, for they know not." Ooh, I was called. To this, you got to know you were called to this. When people are mean enough, don't you worry, you were called to this. Glory to God. I know what this is. This is an opportunity for me to show you just how good God is. It's an opportunity for me to show you God's glory. Glory to God. The Bible says that when he was reviled, he did not revile in return. Glory to God. The Bible says like a sheep before his shearers, he was dumb or he was quiet. He never said a mumbling word. See, you got to learn how to let God operate through you because God needs to work through you to get to them. Glory to God. But if both of y'all God can't do a thing with either one of y'all. Somebody got to have some sense. Touch your neighbor and say, somebody got to have some sense. Somebody got to have some sense. Both of y'all can't be ignorant. Both of y'all can't be fighting in man. Somebody got to have some sense. Somebody got to have some sense. Somebody got to open the door and allow the Spirit of God to move in on that situation. Somebody's got to have enough sense to say, God, I see what the devil's trying to do, but I'm going to open the door and I'm going to allow your glory to flow in this situation. Somebody's got to have some sense. Got to be of one mind. He didn't stop there. He didn't stop there. He said, he said, you have one. Then you have some compassion. Learn how to suffer with one another. We've forgotten how to suffer with each other. When we hear somebody going through, that was a time communities were coming together. Listen, that was a time they found out somebody dead. You'd have all kind of cakes and pies and you have all kinds of soda and people would stop at your house. Now folks, now folks look at you and keep on going. They saw them cars at your house. Instead of matching there, go on Facebook and see if you post what happened. We got to have compassion. For one Listen, as a church, we cannot lose our compassion for one another. 
Watch this. And I'm not just talking about, I'm not just talking about compassion with somebody is suffering. I'm talking about compassion for what people have suffered. Because you don't realize maybe they're acting a certain way because of what they went through in the past. And you're judging their present reality where you don't know their past history. You don't know what they went through over there that's caused them to act this way right here. But if you have compassion, it causes you to say, wait a minute, tell me about what went on in your life. Tell me about what happened because I'm noticing some things in your life that's not like Christ. I need to have compassion. If you pick up a hurt puppy and it bites you, you're not mad at it. But what you are, you're compassionate about the hurt. That Many people are just responding out of their own hurt, out of their own past, out of the demons of their past. Listen, they, they're not even trying to hurt you. They're responding the way that they normally respond. But because we don't have any compassion, we can't see past our own offense to see what they went through. You ain't always been the way you are. Hallelujah. Don't push your neighbor hard because they may still be that way. But push them a little bit and say, you used to be crazy too. Come on, just, just a little bit. Don't push them too hard. I don't want to go no, nobody go off. I don't want to trigger nobody. <laughs> Gotta have compassion. Gotta have compassion. Listen, we're the church. We're the church. This is the hospital. This is the spiritual hospital. This is for people who come who are broken. People who are hurt where the world has hurt them. They've been hurt on the job. They've been hurt in their family. And they come here, watch this, and many people bring their hurt with them. But as a body, we got to be compassionate to one another. Even, even, even so much so that we have to look over our own offense and we have to see what that person is dealing with. Now listen, I'm not telling you not to, not to confront issues and have conversation about different things. I am telling you that your response is your responsibility. And the, based on how you respond determines how God responds to you. I told y'all this. I told y'all about my grandmother when I was a little boy. My grandmama said, boy, listen, if your brother hit you and you come tell me, I'm going to hit him. But if your brother hit you and you hit him back, I'm going to hit both of y'all. Well, the same is true with God. If you fight your own battle, now God's got to deal with both of you. Because both of y'all acted a fool. Touch your neighbor and say, somebody's got to have some sense. Somebody's got to have some sense. You got, you got, you got to have some sense. Listen, I learned this even in marriage. You, you won't argue as much if one of y'all has some sense. Somebody's got to have the sense enough to shut up and just be quiet. I'm helping some married folks in there. I'm, I'm gonna help you whether you like it or not. Oh, you're gonna take this turpentine. You're gonna take this milk of magnesia. You're gonna take this Pepto Bismol. You're gonna get it. I'm gonna hold your nose and force feed it down your throat. You got to get this. Y'all wouldn't argue so much if one of you would have some sense. You still have your stuff. Your TV wouldn't be tore up. Somebody's got to have some sense. Somebody's got to have sense enough to go and pray and invite the Spirit of God to move in that situation. Somebody's got to have some sense. 
Both of y'all in there, acting a fool. All your neighbors outside. Y'all laughing because you know what I'm talking about. Acting a fool. In and out the house, slamming doors. Acting all crazy. And then had a nerve to get up and come to church smiling. Acting a fool, parking on side the road. Y'all on side the road, arguing, cars passing by y'all. They see y'all, them windows ain't that tenant. Have compassion. That's all I'm saying. Have compassion. Learn how to suffer with people. A lot of people are going through some things. Now, listen. Oh, I hear you, Holy Ghost. Listen. Listen. Sometimes you may come to church and the person that used to speak to you didn't speak to you this time. Have compassion. You know what they're going through. Well, I went to church and they ain't even they ain't speaking. I don't know. They well, go speak to them, boo. Come on. Go speak to them. And now, now you've, now you've caused this weird friction to form between you two because, because one of you, but because now they, maybe, you know, you don't know what they're going through. Maybe they had a bad day. Sometimes I walk past people and people say, mm, Pastor Love, well, you walk right past me. Child, I wasn't thinking about you, boo-boo. My, I, my mind was outside. I'm trying to get out the door. There's something going on. I'm trying to get outside. I wasn't thinking about you. So guess what? If we have the mind of Christ, you should know that I would intentionally just walk past you and not speak to you. If you have the mind of Christ and I have the mind of Christ, we got to learn to have, we got to learn to have compassion and we got to start overlooking offenses. Stop wearing your feelings on your sleeves. Listen, listen, listen. You'll, you'll pick a beautiful outfit. Y'all pick this up. You'll pick a beautiful outfit. It'll look good to you. Oh, you bad. You put that outfit on. Oh, you're sharp. You just know you're going to get a bunch of compliments when you get to church. You get to church, went through the whole service. Nobody said a word to you. God will do that on purpose. To show you that you ain't all that. To show you that that's just rags that you got on. You just a covered up bag of dirt. came for the wrong reason. You came to get compliments. You didn't come to worship. You came to be cute. Love his brothers. He goes on. He said, love his brothers. Love his brothers. So that, that means more than a common affection. That's a filial love. Now listen, if, if, while you're in church, check this out. This is the cool part about church. I wish I had some more time to deal with this. But the cool part about church is God knew that some people were not going to have a good family, uh, fam- a family upbringing. So what God did was, God said for those that did not have a good family, or you have, you, you had a, uh, one of those families that, that was, you know, a crazy, let me say it like that, you had a crazy family, a crazy background, you had some, you had, you had some stuff going on in your family. God knew, He said, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna give them an opportunity to experience real family by putting them in a church family. 
And so God puts you in a church family so that you can experience authentic family. And so what God does is Peter says, he says, teach them to love like brothers. Teach them to have filial love. In other words, in other words, there are people that you are, will be with in church that'll be closer to you than your own family. And many of you guys can say that. There are people in the church that are closer to me than people in my own family. And if it's not so, it's because you've been isolating yourself. The worst thing you can do is join a church and not go to work. The worst thing you can do is join a church and not volunteer, not get involved, not do, not, not do something because now you're isolated. So now when you're going through, people don't come check on you. Now you're mad that people didn't check on you, but you didn't check on anybody else when they were going through, boo-boo. You didn't ask, you didn't ask yourself, well, have I checked on anybody? Did I go to the hospital visiting anybody? Have I texted people when I heard that they were sick? And so now when it doesn't reciprocate, now you're mad at the church because nobody came to see you, but it's really because you isolated yourself. Tell me how much these CDs are. I need to buy, I need to buy me one. And so, so we, we isolate ourselves. We isolate ourselves and, and, and we don't get the brotherly love. Listen, there are some men in this church that are closer to me than some of my own family. Now listen, that's not, that's not a knock against my family because I'm really close to my family. We have a big family, really close to my family. But, but, but in, in Texas or in, in Longview, I don't have much family around me until God gave me a church family. I've got some guys in this church I can call in the middle of the night. No matter what they're doing, no matter what they're going through, they're going to get up. And if, they, if I need them to come to where I am, they're going to be on their way. So I'm confident when I go out of town now. Because i got some truck driver homeboys. <laughs> Glory to God. But guess what? Some of you ladies are like that. And I thank God that my wife's about starting a women's ministry so that you guys can feel that sense of community. You can feel that sense of family. And God said, God said that you ought to love like brothers. Like brothers and sisters. So here's what that means. Here's what that means. That means that when you see another Christian, especially that are part of this ministry, you ought to see that the men ought to see the women in this church as sisters. The women ought to see the men in this church as brothers. Glory to God. And if you see somebody with a red wing, you see them as off limits. Oh, come on, boo-boo. I'm telling you the truth now. Hallelujah. And if you married, put your ring on. Don't be playing. Don't be fooling, folk. Because folks be lusting after you. They think you're single. Because that, 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 that band tan gone. If the divorce ain't final, put that ring back on. If that divorce not final, put that ring back on. If the divorce not final. You still married. Amen. Let's move on. Let's move on. I wish I had to. I'm, I'm going to deal with it. I'm, I'm coming back. I'm in relationship talks. I'm, I'm, I'm coming back. Amen. Love his brother. Watch this. Be tenderhearted. Be tenderhearted. Having a kind, gentle, and sentimental nature. Nature. In other words, be the type of person that always chooses love. You choose love over hate. You choose love over bitterness. You choose love over getting, getting even. You always have a, be, be a person who's tenderhearted and always choose to love. Always default to love. Now watch this. Watch this. I can speak the truth to you as long as I do it in love. 
I can tell you about yourself as long as I do it in love. I can tell you where you were wrong as long as I do it in love. Glory to God. And if you're a wise person, you'll receive it and you'll love me the more for telling you the truth. Glory to God. Be tenderhearted. Be a tenderhearted person. This is what Peter is saying. Peter is saying, be tenderhearted, be gentle, sentimental in nature, choosing love. And then he goes on. Fifthly, he says, be courteous. Having or showing good manners. Be polite toward each other. And I think you guys are doing a great job in that regard, being polite. I think, I think you guys are polite. One of the greatest compliments I get of this church is that, man, the people are so friendly. That just means that you guys are very courteous. What, isn't it nice to pull up in the parking lot and see men in the parking lot with umbrellas? Isn't that nice? Y'all give our men a hand. Give our men a hand. That's a wonderful thing. Because a whole lot of people got out of, got out, got their car this morning and got soaking wet. But that's, that, that's part of, that's, that's the part of the culture that God has us to build. That's part of the culture that, that we're, that we're building here. Uh, that, that culture where we are loving toward each other. We have the mind of Christ, where we suffer with each other, where we have common affection. We have that filial love, that brotherly love, that sisterly love toward each other. We're tenderhearted and we're courteous toward each other. We have very good manners. In other words, we don't, we, we don't tell dirty jokes. Good. Watch this. Look at me. Uh, purpose. Good manners means is that is that you don't you don't um you you don't entertain shade. Good manners means you don't entertain gossip about your brother and sister. And, and look at me. Purpose. Listen. Listen. Don't allow. Never allow. Never allow. Never allow somebody else's opinion of a person to start to shape your opinion of them. Because that, that may not have been your interaction with that person. You, you didn't have that same experience with them. Your experience with that person is good. So don't allow another person's uh, interaction with the person start to shape your response to how you treat that person. If y'all ain't never had any beef, y'all never fell out, not, nothing's going wrong, why should I now take on this attitude because you had a problem with them? I'm talking about being courteous and having good manners. That, that, that's what having good manners is about. Good manners and being polite. And, and, and watch this. And be okay with dismissing yourself from certain conversations. That's part of being courteous. That, that's, that's what Peter is talking about. And that needs to be found in the church. Where, where if, you, if, if you're entertaining someone and, and, they, and they start to gossip a little, just grab that and say, okay, well, let's pray for them. Watch this. Let's pray for them. You pray. Because you're telling me I can't change them. If you really want them changed, if you really want something different to happen, then guess what? Let's talk to the person that can make it happen. Are y'all picking up what I'm putting down? This is good stuff, y'all. Are y'all, are y'all enjoying this? I hope that y'all are. I only got one last point. Here's what he said. Here's what he said, and I'm done. I'm done. Here's what he said at the end. He said, he said, verse number nine, do not return evil for evil. Do y'all see that? Just because somebody's mean to you don't mean that you get a right to be mean to them back. Don't return evil for evil, nor reviling or reveling for reveling or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, blessing. Knowing that you were called to this. Why? That you may inherit a blessing. No evil for evil, and I'm closing. No evil for evil. No reviling for reviling. He said, but instead, bless them. Here's my bonus point, and I want you to get this. Don't you go home without this point. 
Here's my bonus point. God said, if you bless them, I'll bless you. That's what God said. If you bless them, I'll bless you. You can bless them with wisdom. You can bless them with some direction. You can bless them with a prayer. But God said, if you bless them, he said, he said, if you do this because you were called to this, he said, you will inherit the blessing. There's some, blessing, there's some blessings you're supposed to inherit, but many people are not going to get them because we're still doing evil for evil, tit for tat type thing. Don't get caught up in that. That's not the will of God. Don't get caught up in that. Here's what God said. When they're mean to you, bless them. Wow. Don't return you for evil. When they're talking bad to you, don't, no, don't, don't get into that. Just bless them. Watch this. Watch this. Look at me purpose. Don't, don't miss this. Sometimes... Blessing them means blessing them with your absence. Oh, it's tight, but it's right. If they don't want, if they don't appreciate your presence, bless them. Your absence. Let me give you some Bible for that just in case you think I'm just up here ringing a bell. Listen, Jesus, if you go to a city, if they don't receive you, you know what he said? It's tight, but it's right. Will you bow your heads? Father, Thank you, Lord God, for your word. Thank you for word, just your word. Thank you for sending your word, and your word heals our disease. Thank you for your word. Thank you for leaving us your word. Thank you for Peter. Thank you for impressing on Peter's heart to write about relationships. Father, as we grow spiritually, today, God, we grow relationally. Help our husband and wives to grow in their relationships. Help our sons and daughters to grow, our families to grow in their relationship with each other. Help our church family to grow. Help us to have the mind of Christ. Help us to be courteous. Help us to have brotherly love. Help us to be tenderhearted toward each other. Help us not to return evil for evil, but instead blessing one another. Lord, I, Lord, I pray that church on purpose is a safe place. I pray that church on purpose is a safe place where people can come. People have been rejected by the world and rejected in the streets and rejected in their homes. That they can come here and find a sense of family. They can come here and find spiritual brothers, spiritual big brothers who will not take advantage of them, who will look after them, make sure that they're good and make sure, God, that they'll even help changing the oil or changing tires, God, whatever. And Father, help us to, God, help us to, to be, be the church, Lord God, where people can come and find spiritual moms and spiritual dads and glory to God. Spiritual aunts and uncles, Lord. Thank you for those who've already found that here. But I pray for those who are yet seeking to find a sense of family. God, thank you that church on purpose. We're going to be a family on purpose. And thank you, God, that no matter how large we get, Father, 
Help us to maintain that sense of family, that sense of togetherness. Father, forgive us in the areas where we've fallen short, the areas where we've missed the mark. Lord, just help us, Lord. Help us to move forward. Father, we thank you and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Look at me, purpose. Look from this day forward. Let's make it up in our hearts and make it up in our minds that we're going to do right by each other. Let's make it up in our minds that, that we're not going to we're not going to intentionally cause an offense. And if we do, we're going to go back and we're going to make it right. Let's make it up in our hearts that we're going to do right by each other, that we're going to be a family. Listen, listen, Tr- Trina and I, we serve as your spiritual parents. We serve as your father and mother in the ministry. That's what we serve as. That's what we serve as. You guys are sisters and brothers in the Lord. And we serve like that. And we love each other like sisters and brothers. And that's the sense of community that, that God wants. That's what communion does. Communion gives us a sense of community. And that's what God desires for all of us. When one person, listen, one person suffers, man, we all go to its aid. We all go. Brother Greg, yesterday, we had an issue outside with the, with the barbecue pit. He goes home and gets his barbecue pit and brings it up and fires it up. And we're able to keep the, keep the show on the road, able to keep going. You know why? Because of that sense of community. That sense of community. He said, I can't. He told me yesterday, he said, man, I can't let, let me, I can't see my brother down and not do something. We went home and came back, fixed it, got it together. And that, and that, that happens, not, that's, just a, that's just one, but that happens, that happens a multiplicity of times in our lives. But that's where, can I just be your pastor for just a few moments? That's what God desires. That's why God planted us here. Because there's a lot of people who don't have the sense of family. Let me say this to you. You are the closest thing to family that somebody in this church has. You're the closest thing to family. Hallelujah. Listen, speaking of family, if you're here this morning and you're not a part of the family of faith, in other words, you have yet to give your life to Jesus. So that means that you're in the church, which is great, but you're still not a part of the body of Christ. You're not a part of the body of Christ until you give your life to Jesus, until you make it up in your mind. That you want to live for Christ. Doesn't mean you have to be perfect. But it does mean that you have to, you have to give up your life and give it over to him. And make it up in your heart that you're going to do your best to live for Jesus. If that's you and you're in this room and you say, Pastor, I don't want to die and go to hell. Jesus died for my sins and I need to accept his sacrifice. I want to go to heaven. So today I want to give my life to Christ. If that's you, I invite you to lift your hand right there where you are. If that's you, if that's you and you want to be saved. You want to join the family of Christ? If that's you, I invite you to do so now. My second appeal, while we're waiting on you, my second appeal, maybe you're in this church and you say, Pastor Love, man, listen, I need that sense of family. I'm saved and maybe you're between churches or maybe you're looking for a good church. You say, Pastor Love, I hear, I heard that talk on family and I just believe that that's what I need in my life. I don't have a my family. I've got a broken, I've come from a broken home, broken family, broken marriage, whatever the case. But Pastor Love, I, I just sense that in this church, that there's a sense of family in this church. And you said, Pastor Love, I want to join this church. I want to be a part of this, this fellowship. If that's you, I want you to lift your hand right there where you are. If that's you, if you better join this church, girl. You better join too. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Y'all better join too. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. That's a good song, Norman. Y'all come on. Come on up here. Y'all too come on up here. Y'all stand with them. Come on. 
Stand with me. Stand with them. <laughs> Hallelujah. God bless you. I'm proud of y'all. I'm proud of y'all. I'm glad y'all are here. Come on, y'all. Aren't we glad for them? Aren't we glad for them?